It's Easter today. It's Easter today. Yay. It's the day that everybody puts on their Sunday's best and makes their pilgrimage to church. And you chose Outgo Online. WTG. Way to go. Also, thank you for joining us. We encourage you to take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and support that you've been hoping for. Would you stop by at Mayo High School for one of our services at 9.15 or 10.45 on Sundays? We would love to meet you. We hope that you will find Echo to be your place, your people, and your purpose. It can all be found in one space. It's what we're all looking for. It's what we're all looking for. Thank you for your generosity. We see the value of reminding you weekly to take a moment by the end of service today and ask God how you can make a difference with your finances. Would you ask God what you should give to today? You can donate by heading to our website or Venmo us at We Are The Echo Church. Enjoy the rest of Echo service. Happy Happy Easter. Easter.
are here. Who wants to be here? Don't answer that. Getting situated. Guys, I think I got it. Maybe it's upside down. She's upside down. This is mylife.com. Hello, I'm Christy. You get to hear from me today. I'm one of the pastors here at the church, and I am very excited to share with you about a topic that I have not learned yet. Are you ready? It's going to be good. But we are in a series. We're second week of this, in the series of flip and point. Say flip and point. Have you ever said that in church before? So our idea with this is a lot of times we have conversations. I've done this. I have my Bible since I was a young little lad, ladette. And I'm like, Lord, what should I read? And I just flip to a page and then close my eyes and point. And then I'm disappointed because I'm like, what, what does this mean? This is, this is hard to learn from. And so for us today, we are hoping to equip you is that when we actually start reading our Bible, when we flip and point every single day, when you start living for God, that we start hearing from God. Amen? Amen. So andycass.com, my husband, was like, well, you're actually going to flip and point, and that's what you're going to preach on. That sounds like a good idea. Nope. So literally last week, no exaggeration, we sat down in our kitchen and I flipped and pointed to some scripture that I do not want to speak on, but here I am and I am speaking on it. It's going to be good. Why do I not want to speak on it? Because it's hard stuff, okay? So you're like, what is it? Let's read it. So I would love for you to open your Bibles or open your apps. If you've never downloaded the Bible app, now is a great time. It's free. Really good app to have on your phone. And we're going to open to the book of Matthew. So Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to start at verse 19. So just to give a little background and context, Jesus is talking here. So I'm going to be reading some words of Jesus. He's traveling from town to town, village to village, and he's saying this is known as the Sermon on the Mount. So he's going, and he's basically, this is like his prayer, like his prayer, the message, his main word that God has given him. And he's teaching on things like, right before this, he's talking about the Lord's Prayer. He's teaching on what does it look like to pray? How do we fast? Who's in a fast right now? We're not supposed to tell, but we are, okay? So he's, he's doing all of these things. And then he goes to talk about money and possessions, okay? So that's what I get to lead with today. All right. Here we go, 19 through 24. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there is the desire of your heart will also be. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is healthy. And it is filled with light. But when the eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. And you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved by money. So now, take a deep breath because it's going to be counseling session with Christy and Jesus. That's what it's felt like. The past five days, brutal, brutal process for me writing this message. And you're like, Christy, you're being really dramatic. Well, guess what? I am dramatic. The Lord has made me dramatic. There are five things that I want to share with you on what I would rather speak about today other than this. Do you want to hear them? 
Number one, circumcision. The teenagers are like. Number two, abstinence. Three, the end times. Let's open to the book of Revelation. Should I keep going? Thank you, I will. Four, Leviticus, great book in the Bible. Some of you have heard when Andy and I were dating, he said, Christy, you should read Leviticus 13 through 15. Guess what it's about? Women leaving the village when they're unclean. Let's talk about that today. It's good times. And last, speaking in tongues. Those are the topics that I would like to speak on today, but I am not. I'm sorry if I have offended. Why? Why do I not want to talk about this? Because it's hard. We can read this, and I think a lot of times we can just breeze over it and like, oh, it's about money. Okay, I don't serve money, but do we? And why, why does Jesus make such a point on this? What is he talking about? He is telling us in this passage that we cannot serve two gods. When you look at the word master in the Bible, for those of you that don't know, master, if you break it down in Hebrew, it means rabbi. Rabbi means teacher. So Jesus is our teacher. So right now, I would even like to ask you, who is your teacher? Who are you allowing to teach you? And even during worship, I just was, you know, we just came out of a relationship series and we did a lot of sports analogies because I'm a big athlete, sarcasm. But I was thinking about even like, how crazy would it be to be on a court, like playing basketball, any ballers here, and I would be listening to two coaches, my actual coach on my team and the opponent's coach. Like we would never do that. But so often I walk in, walk onto the court, I walk into life and we are letting things flood our mind, or we are listening to things of this world, or we are letting other things coach us, guide us, lead us, teach us. And today, I, I want to just be real. This stuff is hard. Why is it hard for Christy? Because I want things. I like things. I'm an Enneagram 3, and for those of you that don't know what that means, it means I love stuff. I'm, a, I'm materialistic. Madonna wrote the song about me. material. <laughs> oh man, that's going to be in my head all day. But okay, so with that being said, I'm materialistic. Let's just air it out in my life right now. You want to know some things that I want? Because I have a list. <laughs> I want some Nikes. I know you're like, Christy, you're wearing Nikes. I want another pair. They're really cute Air Maxes. They're really bright and colorful. I've looked at them approximately 14 times. I don't need them, but I want them. Right now on my cell phone, okay? Open your phone. How many? T- there's two types of people. There's people that have one tab in their Safari, and there's people like me who have 116 tabs open. 116. Yesterday I had 185, so I actually cleaned it up. Andy told me I have a problem too because I actually have uh, easily, yep, 6,703 emails unread. 46 unread text messages, so I've not responded. It's because I've been writing this message and it's been really hard, okay? That's my life. But these tabs, what is it? I feel like it's, if we're using our phone or you're using the illustration, picture a headlamp. What is, what is shining in front of you? What is God trying to get your attention with? Maybe it's, you know, old school, like light tower in the ocean, blaring for you. Maybe it's the lamp that God is saying, pay attention to this right now. But for me, it's the flashlight going, Christy, how can you focus when all these things are in front of me? Back to the things that I want, because you want to hear it. (laughs) I have swimsuits for my kids, RPS lunch schedule, 
I really want belts. Belts are back in. I've been seeing belts. This is literally shopping tabs. It's good times. And let's read one more. Some books that I really want. Oh, another pair of shoes. A really cute bag. There we go. Okay? So obviously, I have a problem. Okay? I want things. This is not about Christie's speaking about wanting things. But guess what happens? When we want things, I feel like the... The enemy, the devil, or an iPhone just knows. I have a meme or GIF. I don't even know the difference because I'm 41. But there's one to show you. Whoever watched the show Friends, there it is. Your phone, when you say you want to buy something, boom, sponsored ads. You cannot serve two masters. I cannot serve Nike and Jesus. But I can wear them, but not have it take, take me down, right? So let's dial this in. There is hope, okay? We've identified it's we are not to serve two masters. And maybe you're not materialistic like me, but there's some other things that maybe you struggle with. And what I want to do today is that I know that the blaring light can hurt our eyes. It can feel uncomfortable. It can feel abrupt. I can get angry. Anyone asleep ever and someone turns a light on and you're like, what are you doing? And right now God is shining a light and he is saying, listen. This is what I want you to pay attention to. This is what I want you to focus on. John 9, 5 says, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. God is calling us to, right now, he's giving us a magnifying glass into our soul. He's giving us a magnifying glass to evaluate our life, to take the next few minutes and to look at the open tabs, to look at the things that we're struggling with, because we cannot serve two masters. And you know what? As a pastor, as a leader, as your friend, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of us allowing this to happen. I'm sick of me being passive or justifying my actions. Or when we open the word, we just read past certain things. And so this past week, I love leadership. I was listening to a leadership podcast by Pastor Andy Stanley. And he was actually talking, it was like a leadership discussion. But I pulled over, I stopped pulled over so I was being safe and I started taking notes and I just really felt like he was taking this but I applied it for this message today. And he broke down what I would call you, and if you're taking notes, this is a good time to do so, is there's four masters, four potential masters in your life that maybe you are serving or you're putting in front of God or maybe something that you struggle with. And I would just wanna dial these in. These could be four treasures. So what are you putting in front of other things? What is louder than God's voice right now? What has been louder? And so I just want to un unpack this and dial it in and show you what God's been speaking to me about. All right, first one, money. Should I sing that too? Money, money, money. I know I'm good. So money, so possessions, things. Maybe money for you, your master, is I don't have enough and I'm obsessed. I remember back when I was like young, and broke and living off ramen and straight up searching for coins in my couch and ignoring overdraft fees. I mean, that wasn't me ever. And struggling, and I was like, well, when I have money, everything's gonna be good. And guess what I've learned? When we chase money, everything's not good. Life is way more than money. Maybe it's like, if I work this job or if I pick up another shift or if I have this thing, if I have you know really pretty countertops instead of Formica plastic, or if I have... You know, I'm just going to continue airing out the things that I want. Septic system in my camper so I don't have to just go in the woods. Like, that's not a hard thing to ask for. But money is a thing that consumes my mind. If I pick up this shift, I can make more money. Statistics show that 
73% of Americans rank their finances as the number one stress in their life. Money should never be our goal. Statistics about personal finance and stress show that 87% of Americans are stressed about this inflation going on right now. 61% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. 61% live paycheck to paycheck. Been there. Maybe you are obsessed with what, maybe you're like, well, I'm really good with money. This doesn't apply to me. Maybe it's like, well, you're obsessed with what is in your nest egg. What is, what are you, what's in your, you know, what are you investing in? What are all the, I don't even know all the terminology, but you have all these investments and that's been, that's been something that you've been putting in front of other things. And so we have yellow, yellow suit man that we're going to show you because we're just going to continue showing you Christy humor. But yellow suit man, yeah, I want to buy something. Done. I deserve it. I'm going for it. All right, second, second potential master. Write down liberty. When you're like, liberty? I'm going to do whatever I want to do and you're not going to tell me what I can and can't do. You know, I get really mad when my children hypothetically talk like this. I'm like, why are you talking like that? Oh, they've learned from me. That's good times. Or maybe you, you say things like, you do you. Or how about this? You deserve it. I deserve it. My rights. Not your rights, my rights. I, these are my rights. I want to live the way that I want to live. When I think about myself with liberty, if I'm putting myself in this position, a lot of times, fear is what's actually taking me down. So fear or control, I don't want anyone telling me what I can and can't do. I think it's the opposite of freedom. Like I, like I, I can think addiction can come into this liberty thing of just like even what, what are you consuming? What's your consumption? I have the office that's going to go on here if you ever watch the office. You know, maybe I don't think we have many video gamers I learned last hour, but I just thought this was funny because there are video gamers. You know, you can't worship God and the devil. You can't, you can't do both Minecraft and Fortnite. Big gamer. Have all the systems in our house. All right, third, let's move on. Recognition. When I think of recognition, the word that comes to me, entitlement. What are you doing? What are you doing right now so you get attention? Maybe you're going above and beyond because you want to get promoted. Maybe you want credit for all the things that you've done. I know for me, when I'm home all day, I just like want to take my family on a little parade and go, look at all the things I did today. Do you want to see? Anyone ever do that? Give a little tour? Look at those dishes. Those just showed up in the cupboard. Clean. Like, I struggle with this. I love getting that satisfaction that I, like, look at me. I did a great job. I think about things like prestige. Are you obsessed with your prestige? How people perceive you. Because if we're obsessed with this, the cycle never stops. We just keep chasing these things. When I think of recognition is, for me, like, I'm a people pleaser. Any people pleasers in the room, like, I don't want people to not like me. So even just checking, like, sometimes I'm doing things that I know I'm not supposed to do because I'm just obsessed with, like, chasing that person down and not wanting them to dislike me or not care for me. Or I'm, I'm like, I even think about social media posts, like, well, if I don't post about their birthday, are they going to hate me? Or if I don't reshare this, are they going to take it the wrong way? Like we just live in this like society now where we're just constantly chasing that recognition. And so it's just saying like, God, God, check your heart. 
And you know, Golden Girls, anyone like the Golden Girls? I'm dating myself big time today. We got one to show you. Oh, Blanche. I am upset because I am not the center of attention and nobody said I was the prettiest. Did I say that right? Yeah, nobody said I was the prettiest. She's angry. All right, let's move on. Pleasure is the fourth one. It's a big word, a word we love to talk about. What pleasures are you putting in front of God? What do you desire more than Jesus right now? Is it alcohol? Is it drugs? Say some big hitters here. Is it lust? Is it wanting more? Is it sex? Is it TV shows? I was telling Andy, what if we just started opening our Bible every time before we turned on Netflix? Lord, speak to us on what we're supposed to watch right now. Like, because guess what? Jesus is sitting on that couch with you. Pleasure, to me, is us learning to say no to the things before we even step into the pleasure. So it's learning to say no. It's, it's identifying this is something that I am struggling with, and it's naming it, and it's speaking it. Pleasure, and it can be light things. Coffee. I love coffee. Everyone knows it. I desire coffee. I want it. I love the scripture in 2 Timothy 2.22. It says this. Flee the, devil, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. What, what they're saying here is that we are to flee things. Back in the day when we were in youth ministry, Andy was speaking a message on this, and I will never forget, it was such a simple illustration, but the minute he said flee, I think this is so funny, but simple, but a student in our room was, was um, like told, you know, preface like, okay, when I say flee, you're going to stand up and you're going to scream flee and you're going to run out of the room like just screaming flee, like over and over. And everyone's like, what's happening? But what that picture and that illustration showed me was that that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to get out of the situation. We're supposed to prevent ourselves from getting into it. And so, yes, pleasure is good, but asking God, what are the things that I'm supposed to pleasure right now? What's healthy? What's holy? What's kingdom-minded? You see, every one of these four that I just shared will lead you to danger. They're not good leaders. But unfortunately, I let them lead my life. I've let money be my master. I've been obsessed with just recognition and like in people loving me. Like why? Why am I seeking that? Or maybe pleasure is your weakness and it's just like you just, want, you just want to do whatever you want or it's the liberty side of it. Like I just, I don't want to be told what I want to do because it's gotten me in a situation. And so when we see things, like going back to the pleasure, is, this is my favorite one. Where's the little baby? She's, he, she, he, oh. Do it again, yes. That's what we're supposed to do. Get out of that situation. They see it and they're gone. Isn't that the best? And I just think watching these on repeat is always funnier. Am I right? So what, with all of these four is I want to remind you right now, write it down. They are not good leaders. Also, second thing, feelings are never a good leader. If we live our life based on feelings, trouble bus. We are in trouble. Because feelings, they mislead me. They misguide me. They trick me into thinking something that's not true. They change, they change things on the outside instead of me working on my inside. 
And right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to abruptly stop, and I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for this moment. I want this to be a message that you can receive and you can listen, but we can apply and we can take a step, okay? So just close your eyes, and I'm just going to pray over you right now. God, we come to you right now. And Holy Spirit, we humbly submit our life to you. I pray for you to shine the light on the things that we're supposed to shine. God, I pray for the secrets to come out. God, I pray for people with clammy hands and maybe their heart is racing and even they're wanting to leave right now or maybe they're even mad that I'm even bringing this stuff up, God. But I just pray right now that we can hear from you. I pray for the, the loudness of this world. God, I pray for the messiness of things that maybe we've gotten tangled in, God. And I just pray for your healing hands. I pray for direction. I pray for purpose. God, I pray for clarity right now and we just lift this up in your name, amen. Okay, so how are we going to do this? Is we right now are going to shine light on our focus. God wants to shine his light on you. If you read Matthew 5, 16, it says, let your, shine, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So right now, even ask yourself, what is my focus? What have I been focusing on? Who have I been focusing on? What is showing up? What are you putting in front of your relationship with God? I think evaluation and self-awareness are extremely important. But if we're only looking at our life and we're just like going, okay, you know, there's my experience, but we're not learning from it, that's where we just keep getting stuck. And we're, all, we're actually living a life like, well, I know I have all the facts, but I'm not going to live it out. And as a mom, can I just say like that drives me nuts when I see my kids knowing what they're supposed to do, but not doing it. And here's me doing the same thing every single day. John Maxwell, my best friend, for those of you that don't know, we go to coffee every week. I scroll my Instagram while drinking coffee and watch his stuff. You know, that's how we drink coffee. He says this, experience is not the best teacher. Evaluated experience is the best teacher. And I think beyond evaluated experience, sometimes it's not just about us. Maybe you have a friend or a family member or someone sitting here with you today Maybe it's your boss, maybe it's your coworker, and it's saying, can you like help me work through this? It's giving someone permission to speak into your situation. In order for us to focus on this right now, and even if, it, if we're evaluating and circling one of those masters or one of those leaders that have been leading us down the wrong path, is God is asking us right now to loosen our grip on it. Loosen your grip on the earthly things in order for your eyes to be able to focus on heavenly things. And so there is so much power in us even vocalizing, saying, I, like me, saying, I want things. I want money. I like money. Like, I struggle with this. And so it's us taking that step right now. And when we take the step, we're choosing this is not going to take us down anymore. This is not going to overtake me. So there's some handles. If you come to Echo, we use this language. It's handles. It's your takeaway. It's like, okay, so what do we do? So I'm just going to go through the four, and if you struggle with one of these, I'm going to give you an, like, an option, or maybe you write down your own option of, okay, this is something I'm going to do. So we're going to practice. We're going to work on it, okay? So if money is your God, if money has been like your idol or something that you're serving, I challenge you to give some money away. And this can be big or small depending on your situation, but maybe it's pulling over today, and it's blessing someone on the side of the road. Maybe it's saying, God, who can I be generous to for today? 
Maybe it's buying Echo Church a building today. (laughs) Don't know if you know this, but we're portable. Maybe it's buying some land for Echo. But maybe, maybe it's saying, God, I just, want, I just want to be generous. Like, I want to be able to, I want to give what I'm holding on to so much. Because I think we can look at our life and, well, I'll give when it's time. I'll give when I'm asked. God's asking you right now. Give. Okay? So let's go through the second one here. So if you struggle with liberty, it's the my way. I want to do whatever I want. Is, is saying, God, you are going to be freedom in my life. God, please show me what I need to commit to right now. Because when we do things, well, I don't want to be committed to that. Like, it's my schedule. So maybe it's serving. Maybe it's coming here to Echo, and it's saying, I want to join the team. I want to give an hour of my week. I want to serve people. Maybe it's serving a local nonprofit. Maybe you have kids, and you can serve in your kids' school. But it's saying, God, what am I supposed to commit to right now? Maybe it's something in your life. Maybe it's a person who you've been non-committal to and apologizing and saying, I'm going to make a commitment and I'm sorry I've been wishy-washy. Maybe it's put a ring on it. <laughs> My uh, brother-in-law, should I say this? I am. Oh, he says, why buy the milk when you get, the, or why buy the cow when you get the milk for free? That's a good line. You're, some of you are still brewing. What? Um, okay, 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but a power of love and self-control. With the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are able to possess self-control and demonstrate the fruits of the spirit. It's time for us to start walking in the fruits of the spirit. And I think if I look at all of these things, the string that is attached to a lot of it is fear. So it's naming. What am I actually afraid of? What is, what's something that's been taking me down? Okay, so third one. We're going to move on here. Is if you struggle with the, the whole aspect of recognition, you want attention, you want, you want people to notice, or maybe it's people-pleasing, is I ask you right now, what can you do that's anonymous this week? What can you do that's anonymous today? What can, maybe it's just, it's serving your family in the mundane. Maybe it's showing up for someone and they don't even know that that it was you and you're just giving them an old school gift on the door and ringing the doorbell and running. But do something anonymous. Maybe it's an anonymous donation. Maybe it's serving behind the scenes. Plug for our children's ministry. A lot of us don't see you back in the cafeteria, but they matter and we have a lot of kids, like over... 150 lately. It's a lot of, lot, of, lot of littles. It's great. All right? Okay, and then last, if you struggle with pleasure, I ask you right now, join Echo in our fast right now. We're, we're in, entering our second week of this fast, and if you've never fasted, fasting is one of the best things to practice as far as like practicing the muscle of self-control. So it could be maybe, and if you're struggling in a certain area, go, okay, what can I fast from regarding that topic? Or regarding that thing. You can fast from social media if if you're on your phone. Anyone grab your phone to do something and then all of a sudden 20 minutes go by? Me? Just me? Or maybe you need to fast food. Fast food and food. No more more french fries. But just, it's it's saying, God, I'm going to seek you and I'm going to let you, give you permission to speak to me instead of me giving into the pleasures of this world. Amen? All right. So in all of this... all this is God wants our freedom. It's us getting angry 
And, and, and honestly, having a temper tantrum of like this, I'm done. Like it's just sitting enough in our life, in our story and saying, I am so sick of the merry-go-round of life or I'm so sick of this pattern or the cycle that I've allowed to happen and saying, God, I give you permission to start speaking to me. It's writing down, what are you tempted in right now? It's laying down your pride. It's getting over yourself. Because guess what? I get in my own way. It's no more secrets. It's taking ownership and responsibility. It's looking ahead. What type of life do you want to leave behind? And I know some of you are here today and you're like, my story is a mess, Christy. And I don't know, I don't know how. But I am telling you right now that God just wants us to take one step, one step at a time. That it says in the word that he lights our steps. There is a pathway that he is leading us down. We just have to open our eyes and we have to see. But sometimes it's us getting rid of the barriers and it's setting ourselves up for success. Our family's hitting a road trip today. I'm super stressed about it. Like right after church, we're going on a road trip. But guess what we do when we're planning this trip? We're like getting all the treats. We're packing. We're trying to think of the what ifs. Like we're taking ownership. We're taking responsibility. I went old school and printed the map. Anyone ever use MapQuest back in the day? I felt like I was kicking it old school because I wanted to show my girls like visual, like modern day Atlas. I grew up with the big Atlas book, which was my favorite in the car. But I just was thinking and I'm like, so often we get so hung up on, well, what if this happens and what if this, and we quit before we start. God does not want you to quit anymore. God does not want you to be passive anymore. You know what a navigation system does, which is my favorite because I don't have to do the work all the time, is I just have to listen to my next turn. I have a beautiful voice. It's an Australian female who talks to me in my car. She's my fave. Pastor Sam has an Indian man and he's awesome. Like we just love, I love the accent. You know, and what's God's accent in your life? You can even do that. But it's just saying, okay, God, I'm not gonna get so hung up. And yes, we can plan out. And yes, we need to have a game plan sometimes to prevent ourselves from walking into sin, from walking into darkness. But I am sick and tired of people continuing to walk back into darkness. And I think about my girls as they're entering teenagehood, as I call it, and my firstborn, and I'm seeing my middle daughter now entering middle school this next year, and how angry I would get if she kept, if my girls kept choosing to serve another God other than Jesus. That's how God is looking at you right now. But so often we just want to fix our eyes on other people, or we're distracted, or we justify, or we come in with this clipboard and we have a checklist and we want all the checks to be marked before we say yes. And I know when I was this quote unquote baby Christian 20 some years ago and I walked into UMD up in Duluth and I started emerging myself in the Christian community and I was going to Bible studies and I was going to church and I was hanging out with these Christian friends and doing totally like the opposite of what my other friends were doing in college. And I remember like having conversations with them and they're like, well, you know, sharing their story. And I'm like, well, that's for you, but it's not for me. Like instantly separating myself from the freedom they're walking in. Like things that scared me. The Holy Spirit scared me. Praying out loud scared me. Speaking in public, never did it. Never thought I would do it. Reading even my Bible out loud, didn't do it. Listen to worship music, that's not for me. Raising my hands and surrendering to God took me months. But I came in with this clipboard and I felt like the Holy Spirit a few months in just started erasing it. And it was like a whiteboard. And he's like, will you please let me start filling in your life? 
can I fill in the gaps that you keep trying to over, over like, and like, what's the word? Overextend and fill it. Like, I'm obsessed. Well, I can do it. I can do it. Like my pride. Like you're, you're gonna fail me, God. And then when I started letting the Holy Spirit fill in that clipboard and say, this is, this is the way, the truth, and the life, my life was transformed. And that's what God has for you. I am not special. I am not better than you. God has not given me a voice and not given you a voice. But right now is about us looking at our life and taking ownership and saying, God, have your way. It's getting angry. It's sitting in the anger. It's sitting in even the shame right now, naming it and saying, I want out. And sometimes it's just us saying, Jesus, I surrender. And I would love it if you can just stand with me. I'm just going to pray with you. But every single week at Echo, we say this prayer. And what this prayer represents is us surrendering again. We are called, it says in the Bible, to take the cross up daily. And you're like, what does that mean? It means that we are surrendering daily. It means that we are inviting God into the dark places. And allowing other people to fill that gap too, to speak into us. But this is an invitation for you. It's an invitation for me. It's a posture of humility. It's a posture of grace. And I am telling you, God can light up any room of darkness so quick. We just have to ask. So please pray with me. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you live. And every week at Echo, we celebrate you. We celebrate those that said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time. Echo, can we celebrate? And with all sincerity, if you are new in your faith, please stop at the the info table. We want to connect with you. We want to help you in your next steps. If you're overwhelmed, we have books, we have resources. We have leaders that want to connect with you. If you need prayer, let us know. But we believe in you and God believes in you. And I will never forget the moment I met, the moment you called my name, pulled me out of the darkness, gave me a promise to never thirst again, and all
service this morning, right? Sometimes not easy to hear those things, but much needed. Um, just a few takeaways that I want to share as we close today is um, Pastor Christy made this, this, this thought or this action of we can't serve both God and. So this morning I'm going to ask you again, I can't serve both God and money. I can't serve both God and liberty. I, I can't serve both God and the recognition or the pleasure. So this morning I ask you, who is your master or what is your master? And sometimes that doesn't even have to, to, to follow up with any of those four options. Honestly, this morning some of you might walk in and alcohol might be your master. Maybe it's false relationship. Whatever it is, I encourage you to identify and let's work through and process through that together so that we don't stay in the same place that we have. And secondly, Pastor Christie's uh, calling us to intentionally shine a light on those things um, that may be there. So as we leave today and as we go into Monday tomorrow and maybe enter into work, I ask you to identify. Start thinking about that and let's process through that um, and then show up to do the change, to do the work so that we can identify who our true master is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I just want to offer uh, some celebration up for those that said that prayer maybe for the first time today. Would you join me in just honoring those people? We're proud of you and thankful that you would join us.